Hi, I'm Connor. And I'm Jeremy. We're the hosts of an upcoming limited series, The Legend of Zelda Games Club, on patreon.com slash superNPCradio. We love the Zelda series to heart pieces. So throughout the year, we'll be covering the mainline Zelda games starting in April, running all the way through November. Subscribers at the $10 DJ Toad tier over at patreon.com slash superNPCradio will get an episode twice a month with some of the best Zoras, Hillians, and Dekus around. Not only are we covering the entire mainline series, but we'll also be going over or other Zelda topics along the way. That naughty little tingle might even sneak an episode for free every now and then. We can't stop him. We've tried. Want a deep dive on the hookshot? It's coming. Fascinated by Zelda clones? We're covering them. Always dreamed of a Zelda space solace? Well now, my Goron brother, it's happening. Check us out at patreon.com slash supernpcradio and subscribe at the $10 DJ Toad tier. We've got a ton of fun in store this year as we explore Hyrule, Termina, Koholint Island, and more. And don't forget, it's, it's dangerous, dangerous to, to go, go alone. alone. Take, Take us! us. Welcome back to Call Me By Your Game, a podcast where I, your host, Connor McKay, bring on a guest to talk to them uh, about a video game that is special to them from their past. Uh, We dive in on this show into as much of what made playing the game fun and what our guests uh, loved about it, what kept them coming back to it, um, as we do about the context that was special. Maybe something interesting was going on in their life. Maybe they played it in a specific area or this was like a a game that's tied to a special friend or sibling. Who knows? Um, uh, I don't know what's going to happen because I haven't asked my guest yet, so we'll see. Um, A little bit of housekeeping up top is that uh, you can keep up with us on social media, and I highly recommend it. It's a great follow, folks. Uh, You can check us out on Twitter, at call me by your game, but there's just one Y. So C A L L M E. Why did I spell? I normally don't spell out the whole thing. Um, I normally just say the B Y O U R. So just one Y. <laughs> That's all you need to know. Um, we're also on Instagram at call me by your game pod. You're going to see updates from us, not only what is to come for the show, but the when this episode drops, we'll tweet about it, we'll post about it. I've got a cute graphic I make every week. Um, and then you can learn about our guests there too. Uh, if you like the show or you're even listening for the first time and you're thinking to yourself, you know what? I want to support this show. This sounds like a fun, nice show. There's a few ways you can do that. Of course, uh, you can rate and review us on Apple podcasts, uh, which helps our visibility. We got a new review recently, which for us is just it's like Christmas morning. Um, so yeah, let us know what your favorite episode is or maybe what you even love about the guest who is just going to charm our socks off today. Um, you can also share the show with a friend. And as I'm sure you've either already or will hear an ad for this, we are a part of our own little Patreon network where we've got a ton of awesome video game content um, from myself, producer of the show, Jeremy Schmidt, and also the third amiibo 
July ideas. Um, you can check us out at patreon.com slash super NPC radio. I would say, especially if you're a big Zelda fan, we're doing a big celebration there this year. So check us out. Um, that's it for uh, the housekeeping. I'm looking at my timer. Whew, just under three minutes. That's a that's about what I'm averaging. And it's kind of a long time for my very patient guest to sit and hang. But finally, I'll introduce them. So please, welcome to the show. Producer extraordinaire, improv heartthrob, and agent of our hearts, Tony Garbanzos. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Thanks for having me, Connor. Of course. Uh, so... So dang good to have you. Um, how the heck have you been? You, I would love to know that first and foremost, and I'll pretend like I didn't even ask you before we started recording. <laughs> right? This is the first time we're yes. seeing each other. Exactly. Uh, fully. We have not seen each other at all in a year. Uh, that's bad sarcasm. We've seen each other a few times. Yes. I've been good. Uh, I've been good, and I'm glad to be here. I'm glad to see your face. I know, because the last time we saw we saw each other, um, uh, peek behind the curtain. We uh, both work for the same company, but I didn't. I didn't know you worked for Core, and I don't know if you knew I did, but you came. Tony basically came to a site where I was helping. Uh, get people vaccinated and Tony got vaccine. So, wow. So I saw it. I've seen, we've seen each other, but just, you know, mask on, which is, mm-hmm. it is, it's always strange to see your friends again outside of that. Um, but it's nice. So yeah, I, I'm right there with you. It's great to see you. Um, the audience uh, might know you, especially if they're part of the uh, improv community, which is spoiler alert. That's how we know each other, just like most of the guests on the show. Um, you are a fantastic improviser. You're also a great producer of a fun show, but I wanted to leave that open for you to uh, tell the audience what you might want them to know about yourself and and anything you want, might want them to know about. Yeah, sure. Uh, I am a big fan of cookies. Okay. Uh, noted (laughs) yeah any cafe that i walk by i've got to try a cookie okay um we're i'm not gonna let you skate by this too fast i do have some cookie questions now that you've opened the floodgates oh perfect um (laughs) ideally Mm -hmm. ideally let's say you see a cafe yes you're walking in is there a certain type of cookie that you're hoping to see there or you just like surprise me uh yes I will always hope for uh, peanut butter or peanut butter associated type okay. of cookie. Um, whether good. there's other things in there, whether there's oatmeal or chocolate chips or chocolate dough or anything. Okay. Those are nice little pluses. But if there's peanut butter in or around that cookie, uh, then my dreams have been made. Okay. Good to yeah. know. Big fan of the flavor peanut butter. Yes. Um, <laughs> I... Peanut butter is great too. I don't think that that's necessarily where my brain would go, but mm-hmm. I'm also not necessarily a pastry seeker, but mm-hmm. I am also, but I know that I'm a, I'm open to pastry. Like when I, there's been several times where I've gone into a place to maybe just get, you know, of course this isn't in the, the reality we used to have. Like, let's say I was going to a coffee shop to, mm-hmm. to, you know, pretend like I was writing, um, yes. which I always struggled to do. <laughs> I could be swayed by what I see there, but I don't necessarily come in thinking, you know what? I really would like a pastry. I just, you know, it, it hits me. Right. Yeah. Like I know full well that there are some cafes that are absolutely uh, coffee places. And yes. That's all <laughs> yeah. they have. And yeah. I won't knock them for it. Totally. Um, 
But I mean, if they are going to have pastries, my bare minimum is a chocolate chip cookie. I, yeah. you know, I, I'm not going to be mad at a co- chocolate chip cookie. Oh, no, that's no the way. standard. Uh, and that's usually, that's almost always what's going to be there. And so that's what I'll base my opinion on. Okay. Um, oh, gotcha. Yeah. But, you know, uh, if the peanut butter is there, then it's already uh, a slam dunk. I love it. Yeah. Um, the last cookie question I have for you, and I know sure. you were expecting yes. to talk about cookies on this show. <laughs> yes. Um, do you have a memory of like the best cook you've ever had in a cafe or is, or more specific, maybe this is more helpful. Yeah. Is there like your go-to place with your go-to cookie? And is it peanut butter that we already went over? <laughs> um, on, yeah, you know what? Uh, yes. If, if, it. uh, no obstacles in the way, there is a go-to peanut butter cookie that I will absolutely get. Um, Amazing. but now I'm remembering correctly and it's really just a tie because that's how good this cookie place is, is, okay. uh, uh, I'm sure, I'm sure it's not unfamiliar to people. It's called Levain Bakery, uh, in New York. Whoa. Um, and so, you know, brought out an East coast reference for us. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a bi-coastal baby. Uh, All right. <laughs> um, you know, Every day I go to New York, uh, every week when I just <laughs> That's have just this. the Tony life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I, I gotta swing by a Levain's. Um, it's awesome. Yeah. It's a New York staple, uh, as far as I'm aware. And people who have been to New York more often than not, they too have been graced by Levain's, uh, cookies as well as their other baked goods, which are, which are all very fantastic. I can't wow. recommend enough. Um, they have a peanut butter chocolate cookie. Um, Ooh. and these are perfect cookies. Um, my perfect opinion of a cookie is, um, it's going to be thicker. Okay. Uh, usually on the thicker side, it's chewy on the inside, but it has a nice crust. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, so there's like just that ever so slight crisp, ever so slight crunch. Um, it's oh not, my gosh! Yeah, this sounds and, so good. I'm I'm actually getting upset that I'm realizing I don't have anything even close to that in my apartment right now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame you. There's nothing yeah. like it. Uh, oh. Really, kind of in LA, it's hard to find. Wow. Uh, but if when you go to New York, the next time you go, Connor, you will make it. You'll make it to New York. Yes, yes. At some point in your life again, and you will stop by Levain's. Their chocolate chip cookies are also just as good. Amazing. That's how good they do cookies is that my favorite are peanut butter. Their chocolate chip, I have to get both at the same time. I will get glutton when I'm there and I get both cookies. I'm so proud of you. Uh, Also, what a a wonderful episode it's already started out to be because normally (laughs) I'm the only one giving recommendations, but there are a few (laughs) times where I've gotten recommendations um, from guests. So this is... A knockout. Thank you, Tony. Um, You're welcome. I have to ask now. Is, yes. Am I the only one that just recommended something outside of the actual theme of this show, which is games? I was, as I started to say that, I was thinking, I was contemplating like, hmm, I feel like I can't, basically I can't put my finger on it, but I think yeah. someone has given me a recommendation that's non, I want to say I've gotten another food wreck, which is great. <laughs> that's good. I'm yeah, glad. I'll take it. I'm not um, the only one. Uh, aside from, you know, a cookie connoisseur, Mm. Um, uh, you also produce a couple online improv shows. Do you not? I do. I awesome. do. <laughs> um, the first and foremost, I have to give a shout out to Asian AF, um, a show that I produce, um, every month. It's the last Friday of every month on YouTube. Great show. Uh, thank you. So great much. live and great at home. 
Absolutely. Oh, 100%. Um, the team, it, and it's all credit to the team. I just <laughs> press stream and record. <laughs> I just write emails. Uh, it's all thanks to um, the improvisers on our super team called Voltron. Oh, yeah. um, they're who have been the, the constant for Asian AF throughout the live shows. Yes. And just it was natural to have them be the constant for the online shows. I love um, it. Yeah, and it, they're they're just they're great people uh, on and off the stage and on and off the screen, and so uh, all credit to them. Uh, check it out, Asian AF, as well as the spinoff uh, where where I do actually get to play a little bit. Uh, Asian AF I just produced, but Filipino AF I get to play as well. Hell um, yeah! Yeah, you're the you're you're the the simultaneous coach player when it comes to <laughs> Filipino <laughs> AF. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love uh, it. I think I think they call it a player coach, but you know what I meant. Um, yeah, you know, there's a lot of only the professional teams allow their coaches to play on the field <laughs> as well. <laughs> yes, I'm just imagining some like I don't know. Do you follow basketball at all? Yes. Yeah. I was gonna say like I love him, but like Greg Popovich, like suiting up <laughs> to go out on the court and play point guard for a night is really funny to me. Um, yeah. He would. I have to go to the hospital probably. Um, <laughs> those shows are so fantastic. Um, like we're some of the most electric shows in person and they're shows that, you know, like I, I mean, I already said they're still great at home because they are and they're so much fun. That group brings such a great energy. Same thing with everybody who uh, is on Filipino AF. Um, and I feel like even more people from that, group are from sort of like our gen our generation yeah. or at yeah. least like some of our peers who came up not to say there aren't a few people on voltron who are a little closer to us maybe in our age and when we came up but it's just so both are so much fun yeah. um so congrats for uh, your involvement and all you've given to both those shows i'll i'll be sure to put um anything you plug today including the cookies i will um <laughs> i'll in the show notes to this i'll have a link people can just click and they can find it so Perfect. So you said last Friday of the month or first? Last Friday of the month, yes, uh, oh. for Asian AF. Yeah. Oh yeah, that it was yeah. last Friday. That's right. Uh yeah, yes. So yeah. so prob so coming up, I guess, um, the next one. I'm just like not we have to say it specifically, but I think it'll be April 30th. That's that a Friday. Is okay. 100 percent correct. Okay, cool. Seven yeah. o'clock. Seven o'clock. <sighs> Seven o'clock. Cool. We do uh uh in the before times there was a a New York uh side of asian af yes um and so uh to accommodate uh the fans over there uh we we have a respectable 7 p.m pacific time so that they can still catch it at 10 p.m their time before they have it. to knock out i love it and yeah. especially now um like a lot of shows it's like why do we do these shows at 11 let's just make them earlier like mock is 9 p.m <laughs> every week instead of 11 which 11 was really fun but you're also like delusionally excited for it at that hour. Yes. Yeah. Those are some of the strangest shows sometimes. Yes. Uh, oh, yeah. Live. And <laughs> that was also for sure the barrier of like people who are like, no, no, no. My last show is at 10 p.m. I'm going home. I'm going to bed. Yes. And then the loonies are like, time to go to mock. <laughs> yeah. And then they're like, hey, one drink mock afterwards. And you're like, <laughs> Folks, even if I'm not like going to bed immediately, I still need to go home so that I can start to go to bed at 1230, you know, after 1230. Yeah. Gosh. Um, yeah. Well, that's fantastic. Was there anything else you wanted to um, share about 
maybe yourself or anything that you felt like plugging uh, before we introduce the game? Um, no, that's that's it. That's all I've got. Okay, uh, cool. Yeah. Then um, would you do the honors of telling the guests uh, the game that we are going to focus on for of your choice uh, a little bit later in the show? Oh, yes. Uh, folks, uh, I hope everyone is ready to look this up and just watch playthroughs <laughs> on YouTube um, or restore their Nintendo DSs uh, because I am yes. talking about Elite Beat Agents. Yes. Get those Nintendo DSs restored, folks. Um, or if you have a 3DS, it'll still work on it. Um, mm-hmm. I have so many... This is... I, I'm... I, I thought about this last night. I meant to look it up before, but I'm mm. 99% positive it's the first DS game we've had um, on the show. So I kind of want to get into a little DS talk with you, but I'll Ooh. wait. Okay. I'll hold off for now. Maybe okay. we'll get into it with this segment. Um, okay. And I'm so excited to talk about this game. But before that, I would mm-hmm. love to hear um, about your general history with video games. Um, so like I said before the show, you can share as much or as little as you'd like, but I, I would sort of like to start at the beginning for you. Um, yeah. Whether you remember seeing a video game and being captured for the first time, or if it was just something that was around, how were you introduced to games and when, when you started to enjoy them? I can't remember what came first, whether it was the Super Nintendo that was in my house or just seeing family members with a Nintendo or a Super Nintendo um, or arcade games. Yeah. Uh, but a combination of the three, they were all um, they were all pretty early in my memories. Um, with Nintendo, I believe I I believe I was introduced to the Super Nintendo first. Okay, um, great start for a, yeah. for a life with video games. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Um, actually, and then I remember specifically, uh, yeah either playing Super Nintendo at someone else's house or my house and then going to a cousin's house they had the Nintendo and watching them play games on that I was you know uh, disappointed (laughs) because it's like like oh a a new console a console that I don't have wow what is this and then seeing the you know the much more dated graphics and gameplay and then just being like oh this is underwhelming it's what i have minus the super (laughs) (laughs) that's so funny where did you grow up by the way you said you were bi-coastal are you from the east coast are you from out here oh not at all uh (laughs) (laughs) um but i've had i have family in new york um and other other areas of the east coast up and down awesome Uh, myself i am a um i was uh born in the Midwest, actually. Uh, okay. But only spent two years. I have zero memories. Uh, gotcha. My parents hightailed it to Southern California, and so I am a, a SoCal boy through and through. SoCal boy. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Cool. I yeah. was. I always. It's always fun for me to know where like where this is happening for people. Where mm-hmm. like their families are, like because since you're especially sharing about visiting your family and seeing different systems at their place. I was curious, but sure, not yeah. to derail you. No. Um, so you remember being over there and being like, okay, this, this isn't even as good as what I have sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then uh, it was always just like the thoughts of uh, the other consoles uh, versus what I have, which was purely Nintendo for uh, a very long part of my life. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I had Super Mario Brothers, Super Mario Brothers, uh, Super, Super Mario World. Yeah. 
I'm trying to throw in all the words, all the Super Mario related words into that one. Throw um, them in there. Just toss them in. Yeah. Super Mario RPG Bros World uh, <laughs> <laughs> Party. Um, <laughs> um, oh, man. Super Mario RPG. Oh, what a. Ugh. All the Marios. You know what? I just had all the Marios in, uh, for Super Nintendo. I love um, it. Including, then, were you a Yoshi's Island person as well? Yoshi's Island was so frustrating yes i had that and <laughs> i think that's the first time i experienced true difficulty and like yeah. being challenged as a gamer mm-hmm. um just because you know you can't uh progress into the level uh without baby mario yoshi as uh the main character you're transporting baby mario uh around and if you once you get uh hit you lose baby mario he's yeah. floating in a bubble and crying that uh, and cry is as much, I love that game, having only played through it once, but that cry is uh, rage-inducing. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> it's like in many games where you get low on health and the game keeps beeping at you. You're like, I know that I've got one and a half hearts, okay? Yeah. I'm watching this happen. Yes. I don't need your help with that part. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, it was... It was uh, the Super Nintendo. Um, there's the Donkey Kongs, the Donkey Kong Country games. Oh, yeah. Uh, big fans of those. Um, then uh, I attained a Nintendo, I remember now, a Nintendo 64, uh, which I uh, I saw in Nintendo Power, and I was like, oh, this is the new thing. I have to get this. Yes. Nintendo Power did its job. Yeah. <laughs> it worked. <laughs> Without fully conceptualizing what that meant, uh, I understood it to be, of course, like, oh, this is the magazine for Nintendo. Yes. Uh, of course, run by Nintendo and selling Nintendo products. And <laughs> Yes, totally. Just, yeah. I was a huge Nintendo Power kid um, starting around the N64 era. Mm. Um, so, but... So I bought into it, but like that Nintendo propaganda, I was like, just give it to me. I love it. Yeah. I don't care how, <laughs> how much they are like ignoring the maybe the flaws in some of their games or like has nothing it's just trying to get us to buy their stuff i'm here to read this mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> um yeah but uh as so for my journey um it was the co- those nintendo consoles n64 then then uh nintendo gamecube awesome was the, was the one where like it came uh on christmas morning oh. and that was uh my experience was that of any like Christmas morning YouTube video that you can find nowadays of like <laughs> the the kids blowing their minds open yes. and just flipping their uh, stuff out. I did almost curse. Um, hey, and, cursing's okay. If you want to, you can say stuff on the show. That's all right. Ooh, oh, flipping their stuff. <laughs> See, only on this show. Couldn't do that on another show. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's so great though. Oh yeah. my gosh. There is... I don't, I think the peak of my happiness for sure will always be like the couple times I got a console on Christmas morning as a kid. That yeah. N64 happened for me in 1998 and it was the same thing. It was just like, well, my life's different now. This is great. <laughs> so was it you, so pl- when you're playing these games, mm-hmm. were you an only child? Were you sharing these with your siblings? Oh, good. Um, yeah, um, I I have a younger brother. Uh, three years younger so um we often played uh co-op games as 
much as we could. Cool. Um, and also just like neighborhood kids, uh, cousins, totally. Um, if there was any other like uh, similar aged people in the house, we were always playing together if we could. I love um, it. Yeah. Um, otherwise, it was just a mad competitiveness um, <laughs> when it was single player. Yeah. Uh, a lot of, yeah, you know, very selfish-ish, uh, selfishness uh, uh, <laughs> that comes from that. Um, from everyone around, uh, yeah. my brother and I, especially, I think, um, but of like, oh, this is a one player game. Obviously, only one person can play. So I'm going to play. And when I feel like giving up the controller, then you can play. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Gosh, it was a, a, t- a tough environment as kids. Like, that was really hard to navigate. I, I was lucky. And I have a I have a younger sister, but she was never really into games. Um, so I only ever had to like share w- with like my best friend, but then we were hanging out together anyway. So it was mm. like, oh, we're, we're, yeah, we'll play a two player game or it'd be a sleepover. So he'd play one player and, or I wouldn't. And it was mostly fine, but I definitely remember that feeling when you're like, I want to, I want to play my game right now. And I don't want to give it up either to, especially to your younger brother. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think now thinking back, actually, it was really only between the two of us. If there were friends, oh, I I remember wholeheartedly just like, yeah, no, no, you go ahead and play. Uh, this oh, yeah. is fun. Let me provide uh, some notes on on how you're playing, or uh, vice versa. Let me know totally. what I'm messing up on. Uh, when it, but when it became just the two Garbanzo brothers, uh, now nah, we were fighting. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that. You know what? I think that's uh, very similar to a lot of. A lot of brothers out there sharing video game consoles growing up. Woof. <laughs> uh, that's that's fantastic. So this is through the GameCube. Were you also a Wii? I mean, obvi- I'm assuming you had a DS when it at the time because of the game we're going to talk about. But mm-hmm. any DS and Wii uh, fun for you as well? No, actually. Um, as far as consoles, uh, as home consoles, GameCube was the end of the Nintendo run for me. Wow. Yeah. In era. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I was gifted a PlayStation, um, uh, afterwards, uh, a modded PlayStation. Oh, cool. Uh, so for those who might not know, um, it had some work done on it so that it can play, <laughs> um, maybe not specifically legally copied games. Yes. <laughs> um, onto spare CDs. So you can buy those at a discount. Because they weren't the authentic yes. PlayStation signed and sealed games, um, and so then that then my love turned to Sony, and so then it was the modded PlayStation, then just regular legal PlayStation twos and threes <laughs> and fours. That's cool. Um, so what were some like? So you you went from being all like hardcore Nintendo through and through to Sony. Were, mm. Do you remember any games on the either the original PlayStation or the PS2 that like really were special for you that was like, that kind of changed things? Mm, uh, for PlayStation 2, were, there were two games. Uh, one was Metal Gear Solid 2. Awesome. Uh, which is, we've, you know, iconic, yeah. <laughs> we've, we've uh, that's been... I don't always say when oh, when we talk about games on the show, I'm not always like, ooh, we did that one, but we did we covered that one with uh, Jackie's Neal yeah. like last June or May or something. So it's, yeah. <laughs> so we've, we've talked about that one too, but what was the other one you were going to share about? 
Um, the other one was, um, I don't know if you've heard of this, uh, or if a lot of people have heard this cause I feel like no one has heard of these games. Sure. Uh, uh, dynasty warriors. I've heard of it, but mm. what kind of game is that? It's a ridiculous game series. Uh, it's essentially <laughs> a beat em up. Okay. Um, where you're just one lone godly warrior who is slaughtering thousands and thousands of npcs is this similar to like the is maybe i do know what this is is this similar or the same maybe the same creators as the people who do like the hyrule warriors or like the fire emblem warrior series i think so um yeah those um i forget uh who runs i don't remember either it's like uh muso muso yeah 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 they yeah I remember because I was I was a fan okay. of it, um, and so I think my first one was Dynasty Warriors Four. Might have been cool. that might have been the first one that was uh, like released in the U.S. and then uh, followed it for like three or four more iterations. And then after like four or five years, I slowly realized, oh, this is the same thing. Just <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> Started getting wise to that, yeah. Um, and so I, I wouldn't follow them too much, or I would just follow the news or, or and like see what, uh, what games that, that were announced by that same company. Yeah. And then uh, I saw like it was some ridiculous article of like uh, Muso Games uh, uh, abandons Sony and is making <laughs> Zel- uh, uh, Hyrule Warriors. <laughs> And that blew my mind when I read that article. And I was, oh, that's fascinating. Look at them. Yeah. yeah you can apply that game engine to any setting. Seriously. Any yeah. yeah. Oh, that's that's very interesting, though. Okay. Um, but that was, thank you for sharing those two games that sort of like were impactful for you at that that time. Yeah. Um, th- after that point, did you, have you been playing games like for, for like consistently throughout your life until this point? Or did you have any big mm. drop-offs? Do you still play games now? I do still play games now. Um, there was a major drop off. I was definitely, that was my hobby. That was my thing for yeah. sure. Um, up until maybe like, f- uh, three or four years ago. Sure. Um, and then just, you know, uh, finally accepting, uh, the responsibilities of living on your own, you know, it's hard. sometimes, you, yeah, you have to, <laughs> As you have my to voice put a pause cries, it's, on it's, hard. it's hard. It's hard. It's so hard. Yeah. <laughs> and, and um, so, yeah, from playing games in and out every day and buying games uh, every week, every month or whatever, um, turned into like not uh, not touching a console, not touching a controller for months at a time. Yeah. Maybe buying uh, one or two games a year. Um, it happens to the best of us. I've yeah. been there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, what I found, what was always a thing for me was like playing the games very thoroughly um uh completing the campaign unlocking anything and everything that i could um before moving on to another game and that has still remained at the very least okay you got get like the most out of it yeah definitely so even games that um i might have only actually purchased two games even in especially during the pandemic i've only purchased maybe two games Dang. Um, and actually played them and the willpower pl- you have <laughs> it's uh less willpower and more just uh, i need to survive <laughs> yes that's true that's true <laughs> yeah um but yeah i would definitely those two games i played um uh uh especially oh the last one uh miles morales spider-man miles, miles. oh so good 
Oh, I yeah, I played it hard for three months, and then eventually, I think that's when uh, the PS5 came out, and I was like, I, my eyes started to drift. And yep. Like, okay, maybe if I get that, then I can play this on that, and yeah. it'll be a whole new experience. So I put it. I that one I meant uh, I willfully put down because I was like, no, I need to experience this again yes. on PlayStation Five. Yeah. Um. So good. So you're. Uh, I played. I got a place. Did you get a PlayStation five eventually? I still haven't dude. It's so it's a nightmare out there. If I ever see any, like any, sometimes I will be on Twitter Mm -hmm. and I will see certain people who are like these accounts that like follow this stuff. So if I ever see a sale, I'll send, I'll text you that like something's going to go on just (laughs) because I know how hard, how annoying that can be trying to find one. I don't even know if you're like, I need it, but no, (laughs) I've had a few friends who are like, I, who's, like Mikey Stevens. Do you know yeah. Mikey? Yeah. He had been searching since since the thing like could be sold yeah. and just got one last week. And I mean like he he was on every tweet. Like it was it was insane. So <laughs> I'll keep my eye out for you. Um but thank, thank you, you for sharing so much about your game history. That was that was really wonderful. I'm sure we'll maybe even touch on some stuff as we go through um your experience with elite beat agents Mm, but before Mm. we do that i will go ahead and uh call a quick break for us and then we'll come back and um talk about that game how does that sound oh fine it's your show okay it seems like we're gonna be a little contentious (laughs) going in the break folks so hopefully you see us on the other end Hello, my name is Jeremy Schmidt and I host a podcast called Video Games, a comedy show. We pretend like we are morning radio DJs within the Mushroom Kingdom for exactly five minutes per episode before dropping it all together. We cover topics like our favorite video games to take on vacation, the birthday roast of Mario, favorite Desert Island PS2 games, and infinity more episodes. If you like to hold a controller and are prone to laughter, well then Buster, I've got hours of stuff for you. Check out Video Games, a comedy show anywhere podcast Podcasts can be found. Welcome back to Call Me by Your Game. Uh, just want to update the listener, the audience. I know going into the break, you're probably worried that it was getting a little contentious. Tony wasn't so happy about the break I called, but <sighs> I do want to let you know we uh, we've come to an agreement. We're still going to do the episode. So, Tony, thank you for sticking around with me. I appreciate it. This is all for the game. This is okay, all, for, all for the game. Yeah. Yes. You know what? I can respect that as a lover <laughs> of games. That's the first thing I respect. So wonderful. Um, of course, here uh, with the fantastic Tony Garbanzos. Um, today we're going to be talking about Elite Beat Agents. Before we get into Tony's, uh, Tony, you should see him. I think he just grew angel wings and like, <laughs> um, like took the like the most calm breath I've ever seen. Um, for the listener who can't see uh, the <laughs> Zoom that we're on. Um, but before we do that, I'm going to dive into a little bit about what this game is, a little bit of the history and context. And like I said, Tony, as I start to go through it, um, feel free to uh, feel free to, ju- to jet in at any time mm-hmm. uh, and, and add things. But if you don't want to share anything or you don't have anything to share, then I, I got it. Yeah, no, I trust you. I, I'm putting the wheel in your hands. And also okay. because um, 
I thoroughly love this game. Um, but I I don't know too much about the the history. Okay, um, there's some there's some cool stuff. I'm saving a decent amount of it for mm-hmm. for the one of the segments I have at the end. Okay. Um some like fun facts, but I'll dive in nonetheless. So Elite Beat Agents is a music video game developed by INIS and published by Nintendo for the original DS in 2006. It was released in North America, Europe, and South Korea, and it's the spiritual sequel to Osu Tatake Oendon, a Japanese rhythm game released in 2005. And similar to Oendon, the player taps and drags on icons on the DH touchscreen in time with the rhythm of the score. Of the music, excuse me, to score points. <laughs> well, it is kind of a score because I guess that's what music is. It's a score. <laughs> um, uh, while the top screen shows comic style scenes of the fictional elite beat agents cheering on others in tough situations through their dance moves. So on the top screen, you've got these fun scenes playing out when you're actually doing the gameplay. And on the bottom screen, you are inputting the controls where you can see the agents dancing around. Um, they To give the listener an idea... They sort of, for for good reason, actually, they look sort of like men in black agents almost, but sort of like Blues Brothers. <laughs> um, and are they're also technically, according to some of the research I did, also sort of based on the Ghostbusters. Um, just I think the dynamic is what they were going for. Mm. Um, but they look a lot more like men in black where they've got these, you know, black suits, um, white undershirt ties and and, and shades. Um, so these, 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 these tough looking guys, tough, well-dressed looking guys dancing on the bottom screen. Um, it was released under Nintendo's touch generations label in North America, which marketed games to audiences outside of the traditional gaming community often. And, uh, I think actually exclusively, uh, focusing on the touchscreen capabilities of some of these games and while sales for this game underperformed to expectations it was still well received by critics and was given several 2006 gaming awards including ign's nintendo ds game of the year pretty good hell yes um i don't remember what other games were released in 2006 for the ds but <laughs> this game also you'll find it on the top of many um best ds games of all time lists and videos um it's one that is consistently up there i think I mean, we'll we'll talk to Tony about why he likes it. I'm sure we're going to get a good idea why. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, it was to sort of close things out here. Uh, it was eventually followed up by a sequel ten years later for the Nintendo 3DS called Elite Beat Agents Two. Pretty wait, what? This is news to me. Hold on. Th- Are you there's there's apparently a 3DS game called Elite Beat Agents Two, a sequel. Is it, is this? Are we breaking news for I'm, Tony right I now? I truly. Hold on. I truly didn't know this. Let's triple and... confirm this right now because <laughs> this. I believe it dropped in November of 2016. Um, all I searched was Nintendo D- 3DS, which is not going <laughs> to help us. Uh, <laughs> Elite Beat Agents. Let's double check this. I, oh, I, I want this to be true so bad. My hands are sweaty. Wow. Um, yep. Right. Is oh. this, is the, hold on. What? Oh no. Oh no, my dream. Cause it's funny as I'm, as I'm searching it, 
I'm like, am I am I crazy? I'm also realizing <laughs> the words I'm typing into the search bar, I'm trying to do it so fast that it doesn't yeah. <laughs> it's not like the pressure like is on Connor. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you're you're typing art bart. <laughs> yeah, really. Um if this is true, I'm this is you know I what? forget the PlayStation 5. I'm getting a 3DS and I know. <laughs> Seriously. Wait, I'm like, now I'm questioning this because <laughs> I'm like trying to find it. Mm-hmm. Like I read something earlier that said, oh my gosh, can I, did I seriously just get your hopes up? And oh my God, and like freaking heart on, on <sighs> Tony, no. Tony is convulsing right now. It's not what? going great. Hold on. Why? What, what article lied to you? Seriously. It, I, I saw like. A specific release date for <laughs> for that game is this. I'm hot. I'm really hot right now. I oh my god! This is. <laughs> I'm also like having trouble finding finding this information now. I feel did like you, I'm like no. I swear. I did swear. You ex- did you expect own- me to just be like, yep, cool? Yeah. <sighs> it's like I swear. I saw. I like. I saw Michael Jordan. I saw him. I promise it was him. Um, <laughs> this is, I can't, I feel like I'm going to have to be like, we need to come back to this because I'm searching I'm, for the listener. I am just like feverishly Googling and looking at every article and I'm having, I th- think I messed up and I don't think it's real. <laughs> what? How, what? What? I know. I've also never imagine <laughs> telling your guest, "Hey, there's a sequel to the game you've never heard of," and then, and then seeing them be more excited for for that than anything in their lives. And now I'm just like, I got. You know what I'm gonna Google? Yes. I'm gonna Google is Elite Beat Agents for the 3DS real? <laughs> you know, because I, 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 you would you, know. I I would know. I I did. Uh, throughout the years, check in every so often of like, did Elite Beat Agents come out with a sequel? Uh, oh, it's 2010, no sequel. Okay, 2012, no sequel, whatever. You know, this is fine. Um, yeah, just plugging in Elite Beat Agents into Google just to see any new developments and nothing. Yeah. So if this was, I willfully, I on a level, I knew this is that there wasn't a sequel. As soon as uh, it came out of my mouth, you're like, come on, dude. Yeah. <laughs> This you is a child what? who like heard from friends that like Santa isn't real. And then this is like an adult first... was like, "No, Santa is real." And that kid being like, "Yes, I knew yes. it." I... I think this is the first time I've actually committed a crime on the podcast. Where because <laughs> this I think should be classified as a crime. You know what, Tony? Looking this up, I don't think it's real. But I think what I read. Also, where did that date come from? Because I saw November 9th, twenty sixteen. <laughs> And there's a, there's you a, had a date. Yes, there's a great interview with the creator uh, and the designer of this game. Uh, I mm-hmm. think his name's pronounced Keiichi Yano. Um, and it was an, I think it came from that interview. And I actually, I think I probably just misread it. And it was someone <laughs> asking if it was coming to. Gosh, I'm. I just would like on behalf of on behalf of the Call Me by Your Game family, Tony. I'd like to apologize to you. 
Am I the first? Am I the first guest that you've lied to? Yes. And how could I do that after you gave me the cookie recommendations? Or I mean, what kind of what kind of host does that to their guest? Well, Tony, assuming you can continue on the show, um, I'll I'll move forward for us, and we'll pretend like we're not going to pretend like it didn't happen because that's not helpful to anyone. I will just own up to my mistake and and make it up to you. Uh, by making sure this game comes out someday. It's my, my, my dying um, so sorry about that. <laughs> That's truly one of the funniest on-show moments we've ever had. I think that that is up there with um, recent, like maybe a couple months ago, I had a friend on the show mm-hmm. and she said she wanted to talk about uh, Super Mario Kart. And mm-hmm. so we get into talking about Super Mario Kart. And then when yeah. she's talking about it, I'm realizing like, hmm, sort of, Sounds like she's talking about the N64 game. And sure enough, we realize she's talking about that. So we realized that on the show. This is uh-huh. this is up there with that as being funniest uh, <laughs> accidental organic moments. Um, well, now that we've gone over the history and context, Tony, was there anything that you wanted to add about the history and context of the game before we talk about your personal history? Uh, you no. should see I you, the listeners should see the disappointment on your face. <laughs> <laughs> I I am truly sweating. I because <laughs> I was like I was like, did I seriously put something that's not true in this wall just losing it over here? Uh, um did you have anything you wanted to add to the history and context of this game? It's a great game. It deserves all the sequels. Uh, you hear that uh keichi yano deserves all the sequels i'm sure he wants to make one um well after that crime of mine we'll i'll use that to pivot uh, (laughs) into finally getting in to uh your history with this game so what i want to start with tony Mm -hmm. is um how did do you remember hearing about this game or discovering it or was it something that you it was just around for you i it was a true gift. Um, Whoa. Yeah. Um, my first year of college, um, I, uh, I went to, I went to um, um, a college out of town. I grew up in San Diego. Cool. Um, and so um, I was, uh, when I graduated high school, um, I selected a college to uh, that was out of town because um, I thought that was kind of like that's the college experience. That's what you're supposed to. Yeah. Do. Um, and so you and all my friends uh, selected to stay in town. Gotcha. Uh, Where did you go? I went to uh, San Jose State University. Oh, uh, go Spartans, dude! Yeah, wow. I'm not a Spartan, but I I'm from up north, so I'm I mm-hmm. just know the mascot. You're familiar, school. yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that's really cool. I didn't know that. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, I went there um, for for one year, uh, nice. <laughs> so I can't claim that as my uh, my nah, alma mater. Spartan. <laughs> I am not a Spartan, <laughs> uh, and. Almost specifically because of Elite Beat Agents. I won't put it on Elite Beat Agents. <laughs> okay, it's a sure. great game. I won't diminish, uh, I won't tarnish its good name by yes. saying it made me fail uh, <laughs> after one year. Uh, but, <laughs> um, but it did uh, provide me a lot of solace and um, uh, uh, a, a safe haven. Um, so yeah, my first year of college, I was out of town. None of my friends were there. Um, 
And so uh, I, I didn't make friends very fast. Um, and one of my dorm mates uh, who became my friend, uh, thankfully, uh, he had a DS and he was telling me um, about, he was telling me about the Nintendo DS, but more importantly, he was telling me about DS ROMs, which, oh. uh, uh, because I'm familiar very much so with, uh, with modded PlayStations. Yes. Uh, uh, I took a quick uh, liking to the idea of modding another console. Yeah. Uh, and which is hardly modding. Uh, it's very easy to do. Um, is it so, for the DS? Is it just the cart? It's just the cart. Okay. Yeah. I'm, and so, I'm like fairly familiar with it too. Yeah. It's so amazing. And like, um, you know, ROMs in general, uh, I'm sure most people are familiar with, at least if they're in the gaming community, you know, they yeah. can play Super Nintendo games on their computers right now. Um, but yeah, with the DS, it was similar enough uh, to a modded PlayStation uh, from my own experience. You buy the Nintendo DS, you don't have to do anything with it. You buy the cartridge, the ROM cartridge. Yes. And all you have to do is download the ROM files off the internet onto a micro SD card and you plug that into the ROM card, the cartridge, and you put that in your play, in your Nintendo DS. And there you go. You have 20, 30 games, however many games that can fit on that SD card. And so pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so I bought uh, the DS, as soon as he told me about it, he gifted me a ROM cartridge really? and, and a starter pack uh, of his own making of uh, a dozen games. And included on that was Elite Beat Agents. He made you uh, essentially a Nintendo DS mixtape? <laughs> yes! That's friendship right there. That's I honestly can't think of like a cooler that's the coolest thing i've ever heard <laughs> that's that's fantastic and i immediately know what i want uh uh from a friend at some point yeah I d- it didn't even make that connection to me that was like yeah this is a mixtape and he curated this list for me yeah but that's <laughs> what he did and it oh my gosh i uh i need to i owe him even more now <laughs> wow yeah. Also, do, um, did you buy a brand new DS? And do you remember what, what if you remember what one, I'd love to know which DS you had because I love the DS console. Yeah, I uh, it was um, pretty hard to attain, really, or just like any of the colors. I think um, it might have been uh, right when some colors were, were newly released. Oh, cool. And so the colors that I wanted, um, uh, I believe there was a yellow one. Um, and maybe a teal or bluish, uh, bluish, bluish hued one, cool. um, but those were sold out uh, for the three days that I was checking. And, sure, you know I needed a Nintendo DS now, so yes, I of course uh, I know the feeling. <laughs> yeah, and so uh, ultimately, after I think like the second or third day, I was like, "Who cares? I just need this." So I got yeah. a, I got the I think it was the original it was black. Maybe? Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I got the black one um, or, or the dark gray one. But uh, yeah, uh, that's the one I got. And then as soon as it got delivered, um, one of, oh, you know, when you buy something and it has to be mailed to you and, you know, you're checking the mailbox every day, you're standing oh, yeah. by your door just waiting for a knock or I a delivery. That feeling very well, my friend. I, I, I bought something on eBay two days ago. Mm. So 
Now, or actually don't. It was yesterday morning. So now I'm like, all right, when's this going to happen? Is this going to be like Friday? Is this going to be next week? It's it's exciting for sure. Yeah. You pl- you're planning your days around it. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And so as soon as I received it, he had the ROM uh, cartridge ready for me. Um, and he told me, he told me the games that were on it, but the game he highly recommended was Elite Speed Agents. Wow. Yeah. Oh, what a friend of culture. Oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so I was immediately taken with it. Yeah. Um, it's it had so many elements of what I love, and especially so at the time. Um wow. It's a Japanese uh developed game. Mm-hmm. And so the animations and the character models are all like anime-esque. Yes, and so very much. Yeah, and so um, that I was taking with with the art style. Um, music is a big part of my life. Um, I actually I was um, on top of playing video games. Uh, my childhood was uh, either playing video games or playing music. Really? I was, yeah, um, I I played a few instruments, um, but the longest and most beloved instrument that are um, music that i or yeah the instruments that i played were drums and percussion awesome um, dude yeah you just got 17 percent cooler right now <laughs> that's awesome oh that's that's 17 percent needed i <laughs> <laughs> that's very cool though yeah and so this being a rhythm game um wow, that just, explains a lot. it was that that was just the easiest sell for sure um and so I think actually I remember uh, seeing commercials for the game and then oh. just like, but it was, um, you know, commercials that were in passing and especially my first year of college, you know, I didn't have, uh, there's like, there's no cable in dorms or at least in the dorms at San Jose State or at least at the time. Yeah. And so any commercials or ads that were coming through, maybe they're passing by TV uh, uh, as I'm passing a TV and oh, like, sure. whatever, uh, wherever they are, the food hall or whatever, or just like, some the odd uh, online banner ad or something, mm-hmm. and it's really hard to get a grasp of any of the of what that is. So I just saw it as like, oh, there's a colorful game, and I guess you're tapping you're tapping <laughs> numbers <laughs> with the stylus. Sure, and that's that was my quick assessment of the game. Uh, just seeing ads very quickly, um, but yeah, as soon as I started the game, it was oh, I just fell in love. That's awesome. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, just, you know, it was, it was playing drums. I was playing drums uh, with a Nintendo DS. Yeah. So that's, that was the thing for me. Which as I've heard is like the drummer's way to play drums is on the Nintendo DS. <laughs> so, so it makes sense why it, it, it got you. Um, had you, obviously you were, you're, you were a musician by this point. Um, mm-hmm. Specifically also, I feel like percussion, you being a percussion musician is interesting because of the how you're interacting with the game. Yeah. But had you played a game like this before? Were the guitar heroes out at this point? I I would be curious if this was like your first intro to a rhythm-based like music game. It was it was my it was definitely the one that um made me hooked onto rhythm games. Um I don't oh. I think Guitar Hero might have come out come out around the same time. Yeah. Um, really, it, it might have been out for maybe a year or two. Yeah. But um, I, although I also dabbled in uh, guitar, my 
my skills there weren't as developed. And so, sure. uh, um, though they were fun, the times that I played, I think they were just on truly just on easy mode, yeah, <laughs> not even gotcha. normal. Um, and so very fun and, uh, being a musician, I was very familiar with all the, the songs that were licensed for these games. Um, but you know, that my, my, my knowledge of those, of guitar heroes was like, yes, finally, oh, I can kind of play, uh, the songs that I love and that yeah. I can absolutely play on drums on guitar. I'm just tapping on quarter notes <laughs> on yeah. the, on the strum bar. Uh, look at me go. Um, yeah. so yeah, that DDR, DDR was the big, I think that was the big oh. rhythm based game. Uh, you know, they were in arcades for forever. Yes. Um, but me being, um, uh, me being a <laughs> me being a marching band kid and a video game avid video game player, I was uh, not the most athletic or uh, <laughs> <laughs> most endurance child uh, to be playing DDR. And so, uh, similar similar with Guitar Hero, I had friends that excelled in it and yeah. thoroughly loved the game, and I was there cheering them on. Oh, you were hey, but we that support's needed though. So yes. you're filling a vital role, whether or not it was something you were thriving doing. Mm-hmm, um, yeah. I also love both of. I, maybe this is just the episode where I point out every game we've talked about. I have to say, <laughs> Island with Charlie Mihalik. We did Matt Apodaca with I think episode four. I want to say did Guitar Hero, and oh, then wow. Nicole Loria earlier this in 2021. Uh, was on to talk about DDR. So we're we're hitting all the call me by your game. Uh, <laughs> um, that is that's really really cool to hear. You you've well, I'll probably ask you more about the things that you enjoyed about the game. But because you sort of already gave me a little um, roadmap here, mm-hmm. um, I do want to hear a little more about um, what your experience was like when you were playing it. Like, were you in the dorm? playing this were you was this like tony alone time um what was like the context of when you were playing this and do you have any like memories to share yes. about it yes um so this was actually towards the end of the school year um nice um best part of the year yeah <laughs> <laughs> well some ways yes some ways no now that i think about it <laughs> yeah um and yeah those yeah best and worst yeah uh, accurate, yeah. <laughs> uh, specifically in this time period. But um, yeah, it was definitely Tony alone time. Uh, there is a multiplayer aspect to it, but um, but I was definitely uh, single player only on this one. This yeah. one, I could not uh, take any time away from uh, beating the game. And so yes. <laughs> that's um, mostly what I did. Um uh, after class, uh, sometimes staying up all night. Um, it was really only for maybe like, uh, the final few weeks of the semester. And so, uh, it was actually most of my time playing, spent playing the game was actually, um, right after the school year ended, uh, I flew to the Philippines, uh, to visit some family. And so my, um, my airplane rides and my times uh, spent in my cousins' homes and aunts' homes and stuff. Um, I sh- should have been exploring more <laughs> of, of uh, the Philippines and all the cities that my family lived in. But uh, I was <laughs> thoroughly playing this game. I love, I love hearing that. Hey, you know what? <laughs> Two destination places in the world. 
Uh, two destination like ideal vacations is visiting your family in the Philippines. The second is elite beat agents in any scenario. <laughs> so, you're, so you're okay. Um, yeah, that's so cool. I love. Um, I I love hearing about people playing video games. Um, on like long trips like that, like yeah. on the plane. Spe- I mean, it's great to hear that you were like you loved it so much that you were still playing it when you were there. Yeah, but I love just hearing people share about playing gaming because I've done so much of that mm-hmm. in my life from the yeah. OG Game Boy all yeah. the way up through the Switch. Yeah. So mm, I yeah. Just, like those are really fun times because I mean you were on summer break too. That's that's mm-hmm. like for me was like prime gaming time. Absolutely. Um, but you were also on a plane where it's like, well what else am I going to do? Like absolutely, yeah. <laughs> just go to town on elite beat agents. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, that's so much fun. Uh, and all because of this this roommate introduced you to this the like the DS card hack. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, did you do you remember when you finished the game or when you finished it? Did you keep playing? Um, I'm sort of curious as to like. How I generally have an idea of how the game will go. It's like yes. I'm sure you play all the stages or whatever, but mm-hmm. do you remember anything about that? Yeah. Um, so the game is I think maybe close to 20 stages, 20 okay. different songs. Um and the difficulty, like any game, uh ramps up after uh after each stage. And so on normal mode. Maybe even hard. No, there was actually, no, there was, I believe I might be wrong, but there's an easy mode and a normal mode and uh, there's no hard mode yet. Oh. After normal <laughs> mode, you unlock uh, the harder modes. Okay. Um, and I believe there's two difficulty levels to, uh, to unlock after normal. Um, and I'll tell you, it's so hard to... Uh, be a percussionist if your one tool is a stylist, the <laughs> drum is the screen, and you can't, it, you don't need to, you, there's no way you can play your instrument with your full arm and hand. It's just a tap. Yeah, not even, or your feet. You're just using like your index and your finger and your thumb and the muscles in your hand. Yeah. That's so funny. And so normal mode, even the later stages, the last the last two specifically were definitely the the ones that were breaking my hand. Oh not my not literally, thankfully, but I was definitely cramping my hand so oh. hard that I like it would be locked for just a period of time. <laughs> uh, and I'd have to put the game away because I know that there's there's nothing I can do at that point. Yes. Um, and so when I unlocked uh, the next difficulty after normal, um, with it, you uh, unlock also a new uh, main character, quote unquote. Um, when you play, when you play Lead Beat Agents and who's on the cover is uh, three agents specifically. Yes. Two of them are just like the backing agents. And then the, the one in the middle is usually the main agent that's leading the unit. Um, and so uh, his... I believe it was Agent J was his name. Yeah, very much like Men in Black. Yeah, Um, I love it. (laughs) But yeah, normal mode, you're playing as Agent J, essentially. And then um, when the hard mode was unlocked, 
you play as the chieftain. And so the chieftain is leading the same two backup dancers, uh, the backup agents. And so that blew my mind when I was like, oh, a new character. You're not, there's no new moves or anything. It's just yeah. the games, the same stages, the just same music, different just harder. Yeah, and a different guy there. Who's taller, by the way? He is, uh, Agent J is a clean cut agent with a, like a very stylish haircut. Uh, uh-huh. ch- chief, the chief uh, has a handlebar mustache and <laughs> a cowboy hat, and he is significantly taller. And so, the- wow. That's funny. That's interesting that the bonus character, it's really just like an aesthetic change. Mm-hmm. It's not actually have anything to do with the, the gameplay, but, really not, but yeah. hey, nobody's perfect. Um, that, that is, that is very cool. So you, you were getting into like all of the, I mean, you said earlier, you like to play games like to their completion. You yeah. like to do everything in them. Did you end up doing that with this game as well? You know, uh, th- it is also one of the, one of the very few games, maybe like only one out of, there might only be one other game that I can barely remember. I've erased from my memory that I yeah. have just had to give up and put down because yes. um, although I completed the campaign, um, uh, the hard mode with agent, uh, with the chief was so hard <laughs> yeah, that I couldn't complete the same stages and then unlock the hardest mode uh, and unlock the new characters there. Um, even even getting the last, the very last level of normal mode, um, I barely passed with a, wow. you know, just meeting that threshold of enough um, enough beats uh, hit accurately to, yes. to skeet by and to let them get, hand you the the success there. Yeah. Well, no shame. I mean, you're someone who does this with all of your games. You finish your games and like play them to like the crazy end. Um, yes. You you have done your service, sir. So you should not feel ashamed when you don't do this in a game, especially when one is as like difficult and and like hand intensive as this one. That makes yeah. a difference. Um, yeah. Do you remember what it was about the difficulty? Was it just like too much happening on the screen? Because I watched a little bit of gameplay. Mm-hmm. Is it too so much is going on that it's a matter of keeping up? What was? Do you remember what was difficult? Yeah, yeah. Um, the the difficulty definitely. It's um, the the rhythm, the the amount of uh, beats that you have to hit increases, and so um, you know when you're Dang. listening to a song. Um, let's um, some quick some quick music lessons here. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> in, you're welcome. In a in a in a song, um, they're constructed of measures, and so usually, most commonly, uh, each measure uh, of a song has four beats four quarter notes because there are four beats. Mm-hmm. They're called quarter notes and it says one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. And then um, there's additional notes that can be hit there. Um, um, uh, quarter notes, there's eighth notes, there's 16th notes. So um, they'd be like one and two and three and four. And those are uh, eighth notes. So gotcha. now you've increased the amount of notes that you're hitting in a measure. 16th notes, they're, one E and a two E and a three and a four E and a, and so those are 16 notes now. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Uh, In a measure, this is what this game is doing. And so they're hitting, they're throwing in more and more notes for you to hit. Um, And also just like music, you know, sometimes they're, they're like offbeat. Of course, they're not just going to give you all 16 notes to hit in a row. You know, it'll be one, two, uh, three, 
for yeah. Uh, yeah. And so um, by level 17, 18, whatever, the last song, it's a bunch of those in such a, fa- it's a fast song too. It's a, um, it's a, I think it's a Rolling Stones song. And so it's a fast awesome. or song. Yeah. And it's oh, such great music in there. Uh, but yeah, it's already a fast song. They're throwing so many notes at you. And then there's also what the, the especially hard uh, part for me was um, there's three types of uh, notes. There are three types of ways to score in this game. There's the beats themselves. You just tap it. There's okay. the, the, like the press and hold uh, notes. Cool. You just press and hold that also, uh, what a, uh, what a welcome respite in the game. <laughs> you just press and hold and you don't have to tap a it. Bit. Yeah. Then there's the other end of it. There's um, the spinning, there's the spin, there's the circle that you have to spin and you have to spin it uh, very rapidly. And as you spin, it fills up a meter and you have to spin it enough times to fill up the meter before like the next part of the song continues. And then you either uh, spun enough times or you failed it. And that's cool. It's so cool. And it's very, it's like with those three and only three types of ways to score, you know, it's simple enough to grasp, but, you know, they throw it in there uh, so well that it varies up the game. It keeps it fun. Um, but you're hitting so many notes. Tap, 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 hold, tap, 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 tap. Now spin like your life depends on it. And your hand's already cramped up. Is this, so when you're playing these levels, are these levels that you're like having to go back to multiple times to beat? Are they something you can usually do in one go, but it takes forever? How, cause I'm just trying to imagine like when you're playing what yes. you're do, like how this journey's going for you. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. Um, totally. I was also, I think this was like where I stopped being an obsessive gamer Okay. because, um, I was a perfectionist. And so, especially games like these, um, I had to get the three stars. I had to get the 100% oh, okay. uh, yeah. you know, success rate. And so I maybe through um i'd say two-thirds of the game uh i can absolutely pass on first try maybe less than half of those levels uh i can absolutely get three stars on Mm. but if i was even no it didn't matter if it was less than three stars i just had to play that level again yes it mattered that the next level's available and maybe it's a cooler song or totally um maybe (laughs) um you know the matter of the stage um is kind of lame uh yeah i just had to repeat that song that level i had to um help the the citizen um <laughs> oh yes I don't think, yeah i don't think we covered this like um, i don't think we did yeah the the goal of elite beat agents uh as an international um force is uh is to support the citizens of the world uh, in their, in their time of need. And, um, that's the most like humanitarian thing I've ever heard. It's beautiful. Absolutely. (laughs) And it is, it's such a charming, like a premise. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, the, yeah, and exactly in the premise, it truly was humanitarian. It'd be, uh, that citizens didn't have to like call 911 or anything, you know, they didn't have to put in a requests. It truly was just like, uh, at their most dire moment, whatever they're doing, if they cried out for help and it was it was such a cry in the game, <laughs> then 
the uh, the EBA, the Elite Beat Agents, uh, <laughs> would hear that cry, and Commander Khan would send out the Elite Beat Agents to those citizens. They would go and they would cheer on the citizens, and that's all they did. Wow. They didn't like solve any problems. They truly were just dancing to popular music, and that is supposed to encourage um, the the citizen, the character in whatever stage, to just overcome whatever obstacle they're they're dealing with. To be fair, I think that could solve most of the world's problems now if people were just, if the EBA was just dancing to pop music and encouraging us. Yeah. Sort of like how, uh, this is kind of a joke, but kind of serious, mm -hmm. how, um, you know, a, a butterfly, like when it's in its cocoon, it needs to break the cocoon itself so that it can be strong enough to fly sort mm -hmm. of thing. That's, that's yeah. where my brain went. <laughs> they, they're still there cheering it on and giving that moral support. <laughs> Yeah. And honestly, that might be one of the stages. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Oh my gosh. Um, um, yeah. That's cool. Do you have like, um, is, is, are there any, is there like a most memorable stage or like scenario in this game that you remember or, or a most fun aspect that you wanted to talk about? Yeah. Um, I mean, the most fun uh, songs were, Definitely on the the rock side of uh, the music spectrum. Uh, me being uh, a drummer, mostly I, you know, that's just that's just where my musical tastes yeah. tend to lead, um, and especially so back at that time. And so I do um, specifically. There's a there's a there's a stage where uh, a patient is sick, and um, you actually zoom into that patient's body and you see um, evil viruses attacking the, oh, no. the cells. And there's one lone white blood cell, uh, one who is a nurse who's dressed in like a nurse garb. Oh, really? Uh, and she's combating <laughs> these like these <laughs> these these criminal looking like comic looking <laughs> villains of blue skin, spiky purple hair and uh, like uh what are those domino masks? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and the elite beat agents are sent into the bloodstream to cheer on the white blood cell. Um, oh my gosh. That's incredible. And so she's, she's running around with a, with a syringe inside the blood, inside, <laughs> inside the veins, uh, defeating these. these now it makes evil sense so far. I'm following you. Good. Uh, <laughs> Listen, yeah, we're very familiar with this. You and I ourselves are healthcare professionals at this moment. Um, yes, we are. <laughs> um, but the song is an Ashley Simpson song. Really? Yes. And that's, that's so funny. Yeah, and it's it's a it's a rocking song. Uh, the beats in it uh, that I'm tapping uh, tapping along with are just so fun uh, and hit, just hit these uh, just just these rhythms and these beats that. Um, that really that really showcased the musicality of a lot of these songs of like, you know, you know, when you hear music, a lot of people experience songs in different ways. They hear the chorus and maybe they just hear the basic beats, but what they don't maybe just they they just don't hear specifically every single time is like the bass line that's in the background. Sure. Or, or you know, some chords that are being struck, um, some rhythms that the guitar is playing along with it. And so like, oh, that's what one of my favorite things about this game was is that like it would really showcase the musicality of all uh, these songs of the rhythms that are in the background of the instruments that are playing that you otherwise would never have heard when you're just listening to this song. Yeah. 
Dang, um, and you're you're interacting with it, which has got to be interesting. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Totally. Dang, that's yeah. that's so cool. That sounds like not only a really crazy fun scenario, but like yeah. that the I'm glad to hear that the gameplay of it. That's probably what makes it one of your favorites. Is that the scenario is amazing, but the gameplay is really great too. True. Yeah. Oh, I that's love so it. cool. Yeah. So um, even though like a lot of these songs, um, I, maybe I won't listen to in real life or in like in actuality sure um you know a lot of these artists maybe i'm not gonna buy their albums or anything i will at the very least now love their their one single or their one song that was in Beat agents that's really cool yeah wow um i feel like i've gotten to hear so much uh great stuff from you not only about like the context of when when you played this and how you were getting into it but um but just what makes the game great in your eyes um I do have some fun uh, post-show segments to do, but okay, yeah. before we do that, yes. I did want to offer up a moment. It, if you wanted to like wrap up your thoughts about this game or maybe um, just sort of put a cherry on top of what Elite Beat Agents might mean to you. Oh, man. Uh, big question, I know. Yeah. Big question. And after, oh. after, after lying to you on this episode, gonna, I had the audacity. You're going to demand this of me? I know. Can you believe what? it? No, um, this, despite your affront to my passions. <laughs> and it is an affront. <laughs> I forgive you and I will grace you with an answer. <laughs> thank you, Tony. Thank you. No, Connor. Honestly, thank you. And uh, I, I hold no ill will to you. Uh, Good. I that. <laughs> I'm glad to be in the clear. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, uh, I could... <laughs> I could be very flowery about this and be like, listen, like this game has taught me um, to to journey and explore um, things that are outside of your tastes and preferences um, at the very least as it pertains to music. Yeah. Um, 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 so it felt like you were going to say, but you're going to say I could be flowery, but, but maybe you, know, you weren't going to do that. I, because I hate to sound so cheesy but you can sound cheesy if you want to and if you don't want to you don't have to uh i will you know i will i'm a cheesy boy and go for it that's really what it is or cheese yeah and so this (laughs) and so that's what it is you know this this game really taught me to explore my musical tastes to uh stretch my my stretch my uh my experiences about music and with music and just give different genres, different artists a chance. Um, you know, that that Ashley Simpson song and level uh, is what I fondly remember about the game the most almost. It's amazing. And so, yeah. And so um, that in and of itself just shows me that, yeah. Um, oh, especially as a, as a still teenage boy, really, of just like, yeah. uh, I'm a rocker, but... <sighs> Rock is for men. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I promise I didn't think exactly that, but it definitely made me think like, oh yeah, that's right. Ashley Simpson can rock. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's what I want. That's really what I want that's people cool. to take away from from this episode and from this game. And just just from what, I, what I'm talking about, it's just, yeah, just, just, uh, just, maybe don't stay locked into your own preferences or your own uh, things that you think you love 
and don't love anything outside of that. No, just, just allow things to enter your life and experience wow. them for what they are and Dang. grow your appreciation for those. Like you were worried about being cheesy, but I actually think you were a little profound there. Um, that's like, I want to take a little bit of that and apply it to my own life. Um, thank you, Tony. That was really wonderful. Um, before we go, as mm-hmm. I said earlier, I do have some fun post uh, show segments that I have prepared for you. The first of which, my friend, is the patented, well, not really, fact me by your game segment. Now, this is just where I share a couple facts with my guest about this game. So, I'll be okay. interested to know. Sometimes people are like, yeah, I know what these are. Other times, they are surprises. So, <laughs> I've got two for you today. Okay. The first one, um, Buckle up. It's it's really it's kind of cool. Um, when originally considering the idea of bringing a Wendon an Wendon style game to the North American market, the elite beat agents we know today who are featured in the game were not the only characters brainstormed as the possible participants. Um, mm-hmm. In fact, the first group of people, sort of like the base concept idea were based on the village people, the disco band (laughs) who do the YMCA song and I'm sure others, but I really can only name YMCA. Uh Um, And I can sort of see that in like the energy of these characters, like, and Mm -hmm. they're moving around so much and it's, it's music based. So yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, It does. You know, also, I don't know if you know, but like the the YMCA is one of the stages in the game. It is. Yeah. It might even cool. be in the commercial um, because that would be like, you know, yeah. One of the most uh, iconic songs of all time, you know, that just everyone knows immediately. Yes. Yeah. Of course it would be their, their uh, commercial song for the game, but it absolutely is one of the songs in the game. And uh, yeah. And also a great one. Of course. I love that. That's so, that's really cool. Maybe that, you know, that could even be a nod to that original idea or that influence from uh, from that group. That's funny. For sure, um, yeah. Uh, the second fact and final mm-hmm. one that I have for you, I have titled Livin' La Vida Loca. Uh, during development and previews of the game, OneUp.com, <laughs> which was this um, now um, defunct uh, video game. <laughs> Did you ever check them out? I never uh, knew what OneUp.com was at the time. I, I wish I would, I, now being a nerd. <laughs> I knew it was a thing. I didn't frequent the site. Um, no, it wasn't one of my go-to uh, websites uh, uh, in my stages, in my early stages of the internet. But I knew it was a thing. Uh, yeah. But RIP one up. RIP one up. Some, some. I know about it because there are a couple former one up um, journalists that they have a podcast now that I really like called oh. Retro Knots. So a couple of people who used to work there. Um, oh, dope. But um. <laughs> But anyway, oneup.com listed Ricky Martin's Living La Vida Loca, the smash hit, very much a great 90s smash hit, um, as one of the game, one of the tracks that was going to be included in the game. Huh. But of course, uh, as you know, it wasn't in the game, but it was not included in the final game for licensing regions. But of course, you went over a few huge song a few huge songs that this game had, so it's not like they didn't have anything. Um, but this, that would have been, that sounds like a really fun one that they could have. That, yeah, that, that definitely would have helped sell the game really. You know, it's really Ricky Martin's fault that this game didn't succeed. Yeah. Ricky, you hear that? Um, (laughs) 
That's incredible. I won't, I won't, I, won't, I, I forgave you already for yes. the, the lie of the sequel of yes. Beat Agents well, 2, but that could have been true if not for Ricky Martin. Yeah. So, so really it's Ricky's fault, not mine. That's what, that's, in fact, it's, it's strange because normally when I have issues, I blame them on Ricky Martin in general. So this works. Um, that's it for the factory by your game segment. The last one I have for you, Tony okay. is the game recommendation segment. And this is uh, the one um, forced tie in to the movie. Call me by your name <laughs> because I am basing these recommendations on the idea that your passionate summer love that goes away is elite beat agents. And after seeing that movie for the first time, I was just curious, like who does this character date next? Because in our real lives, like sometimes people or yourself might date someone eerily similar to the last person or wildly different, or they're like a rebound. So mm. that's what these are sort of based on. Um, <laughs> All right. Mostly okay. for fun, but like yeah. I, if you can check them out, go for it. Um, the I would first love to one, see my rebounds and my... Uh... <laughs> yes. Yeah. Good luck with this. Um, so <laughs> it, the first recommendation is if you want another Nintendo DS masterpiece um, that is also reliant on the touchscreen, I'll recommend a game called The World Ends With You. Have you heard of this game before? The World Ends With You is another game that I had on the ROM. Oh, yes. Really? It's, and they... Much? I did uh, not as much because I, if anything, it might have been around the same time that I got yeah. uh, Weeping Agents. And so, you know, which one am I going to focus on? Uh, Seriously. Um, yeah, it was, it was an interesting premise because that, if we're thinking about the same game, it's, this, yeah. it's made by Square. Yeah, I think it's Square Enix. Yeah, okay. And so, yeah, being a fan of the Final Fantasy uh, oh. series is... Um, yeah, that when I them making this game, I was like, "Cool, they're making games for Nintendo. I'll play this." What yes. a strange premise! Very strange. Of a game. Yeah, this game. I actually I have a game collecting problem now. Uh huh. And I got this game in January and started it out, but I knew I wasn't going to have time to play it, so I just wanted to try it. Yeah, and I was. At the same time, very confused and very fascinated. <laughs> like I didn't know exactly how it worked, but I was like, "This is cool," but yeah. I don't get it yet. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, so that's the first rec for you. Uh, <laughs> is if like that's what you were most attached to about this game? Um, yeah. <laughs> wanting to use the touchscreen a bunch with the stylus. Um, the second one is another Nintendo DS touchscreen focused game, but this one, quite like Elite Beat Agents, will also leave your heart. Very warm and fuzzy, and of course that is uh, Nintendo Dogs. Do you are you familiar with the <laughs> Dogs franchise? I am familiar with Nintendo yeah. Dogs. So you know, if you just want to get your heart warmed a little bit, see some cute cute doggies, uh, leave leave feeling good. That's my yeah. rec for you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then lastly, uh, is if the thing for you about this game that you are most attached to is the shades wearing agents, <laughs> you know, with their, with their shades, but you don't like that. They're nice. You want some mean agents in your life, Tony. Of and I can only recommend enter the matrix, which was on the GameCube PS2. And I think maybe Xbox as well. <laughs> yeah, so if you want to kick the ass of a bunch of agents, uh, that, that, that's my last rec. Uh, uh, so Two out of three I've played. Two of these oh, three cool. recommendations I've played. Enter the Matrix. What a thinking back. What a what a subpar game. 
Yes. In execution, but you know, as a as any young man or young adult, really, uh, that that was around the time that the Matrix games and franchise and just you know theology really. Yes. That, um, what a what a game! What a game! What I an installment! Played, I definitely finished this game growing up. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And I loved it. I also loved the second and third Matrix movies when they came out because I was a child. Uh, yeah. So I was like, what, 13, 14? So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, this game, I don't always have um, experience with these, but mm-hmm. that one I did. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. that brings us to the end of the game recommendation segment. And that actually brings us <clears throat> to the end of the show. Um, mm-hmm. So before we go, Tony, I'll, I'll have you um, mm-hmm. plug anything again if you'd like. But I just want to say thanks again. This was a total blast and really fun to do research on a game I was maybe like barely familiar with at all. Like I think I had heard of it a few times, but this was really fun. So thanks for coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me. This has been so fun. I've been, I've you know, I don't, I just, well, you obviously do. You've. You've uh, made a whole show about it, but I rarely get to talk about video games uh, at length. So this has been thoroughly, thoroughly fun. I love it. Great. Well, hey, anytime you need an outlet, um, (laughs) you have my number, so feel free. Um, Absolutely. Before we go, would you like to plug um, your shows or or any, I don't know, anything you want to plug. If you want to plug socials, you can. Where do you want people to find you, if at all? Sure. (laughs) Sure. Um, you can find my shows, Asian AF and Filipino AF, um, at their respective YouTube channels. Um, they both have a YouTube channel. Um, awesome. Uh, I'm blanking because um, Filipino AF, uh, for Asian AF, you can go to youtube.com slash Asian AF. Uh, and you can also follow Asian AF at Asian AF show uh on all of the social media platforms um except tiktok i guess i should put that out there not that tiktok is uh, a heavyweight contender in the social media realm uh none of these are hey i know what it's like to tell someone something exists and then it doesn't exist so be careful tony (laughs) (laughs) i have to put it out there or people will be disappointed (laughs) um filipino af Please follow Filipino AF. Please subscribe to the Filipino AF YouTube. Um, I whether you uh, you will love the shows. Um, each of my castmates in Filipino AF are immensely talented. I am thoroughly a fan of each of my castmates on Filipino AF. Um, uh, at the head of Filipino AF is Alan Pintal and Joy Reguliano. Um, so Legends. such legends truly legends in our community and um truly we're gonna be so proud of them when they blow up because they will blow up um please follow the specifically i'm saying subscribe to the youtube so that we can at least change the url yeah because you have to reach (laughs) a certain number right yeah yeah well i'll put a link in here so it'll just be a link there so people can do that and make it happen quick (laughs) thank you so much Sure. Uh, that that was the the pause uh, a minute ago. Really, was just trying to remember I how to tell. best say the URL for your yeah. Filipino. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. But uh, on all the socials, also uh, similar. Similarly, you can follow Filipino at Philo uh, Philo. Oh, I'm disappointed in myself. <laughs> 
Filipino AF show. Amazing. Uh, also not on TikTok. <laughs> cool. God, hey, you're you're ready for it this time. I love it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Cool. Well, if that's how you had to plug, my friend, I will close this out with some of my own. How about that? Yeah, please do. Okay. Um, you know, um, I guess another plug. Uh, if you want, uh, for you TikTok heads, if you really need uh, some of something uh, Filipino or Asian AF show related, you can follow Alan Pintal. She's she's hitting up TikTok. Uh, she go. TikToks about books and, uh, she is just, again, she's a legend. Follow her. Follow, follow Alan Pintal. Honestly, just follow Alan Pintal. Uh, yes. <laughs> she is underscore. Hey, Alan, or it might be. Hey, Alan underscore. It's Hey, Alan yeah. underscore. Um, right. On all of her accounts. Uh, follow, follow her. Just follow her. Alan that's my Pintal is one of the most wonderful people out there. So that's a pretty good wreck. Uh, so please do that, folks. Um, yeah. I love that. Well, well, I'll close this out with some of my own. Uh, the cover art for the show is done by Glenn Jay. Uh, and if you've seen it, <laughs> it's freaking incredible. You can check him out on Instagram at, at glenn.j and check out his other fantastic work. We, as I've already said, are, have a bunch of bonus content on our Patreon. <clears throat> Especially if you like Call Me By Your Game, I do a monthly version of this show where I sit down with a group of people instead of just uh, just the one person. And we discuss in more of a roundtable style show um, an impactful game for us. Um, coming up, uh, since this, this show is going to come out, actually, I think, uh, in to get peek behind the curtain is we're recording this a week ahead of time. The week after that, We'll be doing the the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Turtles in Time bonus in time. episode oh. be on our Patreon. So um, check us out there. Uh, this show is produced by Jeremy Schmidt. Listen to his show, uh, Video Game the Comedy Show. It's wonderful. And then I am on Twitter at Connor underscore McCabe. And I also stream a decent amount on Twitch. You can find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash cons is cool 69. If you like Zelda, if you like other stuff, check me out. That'll do it for this episode. Call me by your game. We will see you on next one. 